0: You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast, powered by the 321GO Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts, as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321GOproject.com. 3, 2, 1, go All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Sport of Business podcast, and I am stoked to be joined by the one and only Deacon Andrews on the show. Deacon, thanks for being with us, man.
1: Thanks for having me, Matt. Stoked to get to hang out and talk a little bit.
0: So to set the scene for everybody that is not watching this on video right now, where are you recording from at the moment?
1: We are in our RV, actually, out at the motocross track getting ready to train some guys. We have a few uh, X Games athletes that we're working with that do enduro cross, which basically there's tires and logs and everything that you wouldn't want to ride your dirt bike over, these guys ride over it really fast. So And, and they're trying to teach me to do it, which is uh,
0: Yeah, expensive. but that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for those of you that the, that don't know, Deacon, you're a guy that's lived 100 lives, I would say, give or take – 100 Lives. Why don't you give us the, the Cliff Cliff's Notes version of what brought you to this motocross track right now?
1: Um, so, I'd say the, one of the, the biggest factors is when I was eight years old, I was watching, there's a, there was a movie called The Dirt Bike Kid, and I looked a lot like the kid. He had big, goofy glasses, tortoise shell, faded in the sun glasses redhead, you know, typical good-looking kid. And I was like, oh, I want a dirt bike. And my parents were like, well, cool, here's a tennis racket. Um, so I uh, played tennis all through high school, went to uh, tennis academy in Florida, went to college on a tennis scholarship. And all the while, I never really got to really pursue the action sports that I love doing. My parents let us get into wakeboarding. Because the, we lived on the lake, and so that was kind of okay down there at the country club. and um, But uh, motocross was definitely not what we were allowed to do. Uh, so then I pers- actually got into MMA and kickboxing and jiu-jitsu and started be- I was a professional fighter for a few years. Um, from there, I had married a professional snowboarder. We lived in Lake Tahoe, California for a while, and uh, I decided that... I needed a real job because there it just wasn't fair for me to get to do this without some sort of like struggle. And, uh, so I went into the military Had a less than stellar. Well, I had a pretty good career, but it wasn't what I'd want to be. Cause I had ultimately had two broken backs. The final one was where I had a parachute, I had a reserve deploy and it took out my parachute. So I, fell about 150, 200 feet free fall. And so shouldn't have come out of that, but did. And went through all the rehab and really started to get into the, the strength training side of things from there and really started to pursue that, realized that after about 27 broken bones and throughout my life and everything and doing all the things that I love doing, I was 30 years old at this point And I was like, all right, competitive stuff isn't really where I'm going to be able to excel, but I can go back to the coaching side and especially on the strength and conditioning side and be heavily involved in action sports and get there. And so we had a gym, my wife and I decided that we wanted to be a little bit more mobile and involved in a little bit more of a different lifestyle. So we sold our gym six months ago, gotten our RV started driving cross country, stopped in park city for a night, stayed. We're here. We've got a great thing going. Um, and now I train Olympic like snowboarders and motocross guy xem athletes to get to train like crazy people all day every day. So
0: that's awesome. And so what was what was that one thing? What was the impetus for you to sell your gym, buy an RV, and hit the road? What was there like a straw that broke the camel's back, or was this a calling that you always knew you had?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing for us was six months ago, my wife and I just kind of sat there and we had at this point, we had a uh, four month old daughter and we went to work every day, had an awesome gym, had a pretty successful gym, um, had great clients. I, it was just a cool family. We, we actually had made ours a semi-private and private training only. So we only did individual programming. And so that way we were able to keep it a lot smaller and a lot more intimate and we literally like we're like really good friends with all of our members we all hung out and um but everything that my wife and i were pers- telling them to do to go out and experience life to take some chances to you know to not live recklessly but if there's something they want go and get it that was the thing i loved the most about the gym is people get to see improvement You know, they come in first day and they see somebody, you know, like James Tatum was a business partner. He is is my business partner. And this kid, you know, is 160 pounds, 170 pounds and clean and jerks like up to 400 pounds. And they see something like that and they're like, there's no way I could ever even like pick up a 200 pound barbell. And then six months later, they're deadlifting 200 pounds and that's a win for them. And so it's a great chance to give them that, look, you did something that you didn't think you could do. And we wanted that to keep, we were really big on that carrying over into your life outside of the gym because most, 99% of the people that are coming into the gym aren't going to make a living working out. They're going to be out doing either a real job or whatever. They have families and kids. So we want that life in the gym to be minimal and life outside of the gym to be maximal. We didn't want that to consume their life. And that's kind of where we were. And we realized that we weren't doing that.
0: And so it just came down to you guys sitting there looking at each other and saying, hey, we're telling people to go out and pursue these dreams, but yet we are not doing that ourselves.
1: Yeah. We knew. I mean, my wife and I met through action sports, and that's what our, our whole lives have been around and involved with that and passion towards that. And that's what we've always said we were going to do. And I remember like five years ago when we were just looked at each other, six, you know, seven years, I don't know, right before I joined the Army, we both were like, oh, man, we can't do this for our whole lives. This isn't, this isn't real. And we just felt like we had to, like, grow up or do whatever. And I'm ten times more immature now, thanks to the military, than I ever was before. But, you know, we just, we realized that finding a passion and something that you can, work's going to always be work. You can have the best job in the world, and there's going to be days that you're like, I hate this. This sucks. And, like, I mean, like there's times where I'm literally like, man, I really, I, I hate that I have to drive 30 minutes to go ride dirt bikes with these guys. And that passes really quick. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I get to go ride dirt bikes. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to say that I like sitting well in that very often, but works always work. And it's a matter of finding something that on your worst day and the most frustrating day, then you're like, all right, it's still fulfilling something that is giving back, you know, but big thing that you and I and, and Chris and all these guys have talked about is that abundance factor. And that's, that's it. It's like, what are you doing with your life? No matter what it is, are you, are you truly giving out in that abundance life as much as you can? And I quickly had realized that I wasn't in the gym because I wasn't happy there and it had nothing to do with the members or the people. That's just not where my heart was. And so I was doing a disservice to them by not being not being just all in that just wasn't where it was for me because and there's plenty of people that it is there for, and that's the best part about it is you find those people, you network with those people, and then you got like the perfect thing and that's kind of what we're building here.
0: That's awesome. So you went from a brick and mortar gym, sold that, and now you've moved everything is online and remote programming and coaching specifically for action sports. What is the name of the company that you started um, from that?
1: So we are Sisu Strong um, is the name of our company, and we kind of have two sides. We have our gym athletes, and it's headed up by James Tatum, Will Kinzel, and Brandon Johnson, and they run our powerlifting, our CrossFit competitors, and our Olympic lifting online programs. Um, And so Travis and I don't really touch that at all. And now we have our park city West coast side. We have the East coast, West coast battle going on. It's pretty, (laughs) pretty dangerous sometimes. Um, Now we're doing that and solely focusing on action sports um, and kind of throwing in there too, is equestrian stuff. My wife's a a horse trainer also. Um, And so we've been working a lot with that, but the biggest thing that it's kind of, it wasn't our plan to really take this coaching preparation idea as one of the forefronts of our business, but it, it's turning into that. Um, and I'm I'm really good at telling people what they should do, but not listening to it myself. Um, so I'm a great coach, just not really coachable. Uh,
0: (laughs) So uh how does that differ for you? What is uh what does that satisfy in you doing this programming and training for action sports athletes that you didn't have inside the gym?
1: I think for one it is a different mentality of athlete um that is more appropriate for my style, I guess I would say. That I had a really hard time under, like, understanding that there's people that just wanted to be healthier just for the sake of it, but really didn't want to go out and do anything else. Like, they would go to the gym three times a week. And I was like, But what do you want to do with it? And like, that, that's it. You know, and I had a really hard time with just the look good naked client. Um, and, there, and again, there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that being your goal. That's just not what got me excited. And that's not, I mean, well, looking good naked does get me excited, but,
0: <laughs> uh, but I think but that like,
1: so I just, I didn't, it was just a different fit that I really needed to feel like one that I was challenging myself and in a world that where my competitive nature was involved too. um, And it it was so much more on the like injury side and fix it side. And that I was just really passionate about basically helping kids not end up as broke as I am now. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that was, that's, that's probably the biggest factor. If I can save some kids, whether it's from on the bike or on the snowboard, like technique stuff to in the gym stuff, if I can save them some injuries and time as far as learning, That's the most awesome thing ever, especially helping kids get into it.
0: And I think whether it's intentional or not, Deacon, one of the things that I see is that your brand has now become such a stronger reflection of who you are and probably feels a little bit more natural doing that as opposed to trying to fit your personality into this look good naked client. And that was just probably uh, an awkward fit, perhaps. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and again, a lot of it came down to me and as a coach and as a person where this is, I've been, I've always been kind of super anti-social media. Um, So all the, and like, I can barely check my email. So now being all online and everything, like it's, it's taken some learning curves. Luckily I have friends like you, I can be like, man, how do I, how do I log on to my computer? Seriously, I can't. Which hey, I did get on here pretty good.
0: Too. Yeah, actually, Deacon, um, you were you were you're you're killing it on the technology front. Your learning curve was steep, but you're I a lot of progress.
1: I'm actually logged into this through a mod or mobile hotspot with my phone right now.
0: Actually. Ooh, so, nice! Well
1: done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like <laughs> as I almost knock it over. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's just it's just been fun. And so to realize that I was never big on being in front of the camera. And so now realizing that I have the opportunity to share a passion and it allows me to look at it as, Oh, I'm not on camera. Look at me as, Hey, this is what we're doing. I'm willing to get on the camera and be really uncomfortable. Like the biggest thing is like, I don't know what to do with my hands a lot of times. <laughs> so like I've, I've started to like video from just the neck up. Cause my hands are down here. Right? <laughs> uh, but it's just allowed me to, to kind of re- just be me. Like, I don't feel like I have to like meet some, like you said, like some standard in a, in a box. And this is who we are. This is who my wife and I are. I mean, this is, it, it doesn't get, any more real than what we're presenting to everybody now on a weekly basis and just having fun sharing it whether two people hear it or two thousand people hear it that's that's the most important thing to me is that somewhat you know that we help that one person
0: absolutely and, and, and so and I, go ahead
1: i live with that with it one person
0: Hmm. Hmm. So, so tell me, who are some of your clients that you have? Give us a a picture of who's coming to you for help.
1: Um. So, I'm meeting with a 14 and 16 year old next week who are both Olympic hopefuls for BMX. So these are just the top of the top. Um. You know what they're doing. And so they're up and coming and I've got some 27 year olds, Nick Thompson and Rich Larson. Nick just had his X, X games debut in Endurocross across this year. Um, so again, top level guys who are really breaking through and they're more on the professional side. And these are the guys that are working 40 hours a week and training 30 to 40 hours a week to try to make it all meet driving 12 hours all night on a Friday night to race Saturday and be back home on Sunday. So I can get to work. And then I have a 68 year old client who is a mountain biker and wants to learn how to deadlift. And I was like, man, I really, I know that'll help. And uh, so these are kind of the, the, the variations that we're going through. Um,
0: and how would tomorrow some,
1: night I'm working like tomorrow. Night I'm working with a, one of the top, boot fitters for the U S or for the world cup ski racing series. And I'm going to be talking with him about what he does and how we can help him. So
0: that's awesome. So uh, look, just, and like I said, you just hit it right there at the end is that you're, you're helping people and that's where you're coming from. It's like, Hey, I'm here. I've got this knowledge. What can I do for you to make you better at your sport? Let's push this thing along a little bit further. So, so Deacon, um, If somebody's listening to this, let's say I'm the next uh, U.S. Olympic team snowboarder. Like, where would I go? How would I get involved? How do I reach out to you?
1: Uh, First thing is we have a new website that'll be up in the next week or so, which is sisustrong.com. Easiest thing is also just to email me at deacon or uh, info at sisustrong.com. It's easier to spell the deacon, and it comes to me. Yeah, mean, just S-I-S-U strong.com. Um, our Instagram is really active and becoming vital and every, everything's under Sisu strong, um, in our Facebook page. Um, where does that name so come from? Really, Sisu is a Finnish word and which I recently found out that it's also, um, Tongan, which the two, in Tongan, it means Christ which I was like, the dude literally stopped me in um, the grocery store a week ago. There's just, I don't find a lot of dudes where I'm like, it was a big dude. I mean, I'm a 250 pound redhead with a beard that adds 20 pounds. <laughs> um, you know, this was a big, I was like, Oh, let's see. Is this dude coming at me? And he just walked right up to me and I was this big Samoan dude. And I was like, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, Sisu I means Christ. I was like, it means determination and finish he's like in Tongan it means Christ I was like yes it does yes you're right <laughs> so I looked it up but, uh, but so the, we learned it from the Finnish uh, heritage when it just means guts and determination the definition that we put for us was your will to persevere through I've never fumbled that before <laughs> It's on the back of my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so what, what projects do you have coming up out of Sisu Strong right now? I know you've got a couple prep courses that are, are getting ready to hit. What, what are they specifically?
1: So we have our winter um, prep program. It's geared towards ski and snowboard instructors. It's an eight-week course that will drop October 4th. Um, you can do it whenever, but it's kind of geared towards peaking around Thanksgiving, which is typically when the, the winter season opens and um, the resorts open. And that's just basically all the stuff we've done for my wife to get her ready after a year of massive surgeries and a lot of complications after her birth, after our daughter's birth. Um, we looked at a lot of things that needed to get her ready to ride, biggest being core stability and To help with lower back fatigue getting people to understand that the more they can get their glutes and hamstrings involved the less pressure they're going to feel on their knees and just the stronger they're going to feel as a whole and then just endurance and basic work capacity and aerobic base building so the goal is to get them ready to build to be ready to go that first day um also october 4th all of our new programs are launching on the fourth because that's when we're going to launch our new website officially um We have our action sports generic program, and with all of these programs, they'll have a optional finisher, basically. So, like for the snowboard prep program, you can come in and say, "Hey, I want a little bit more fat loss focus." So, at the end of my strength days, I want a fat loss finisher, or I want a little bit more performance focus at the end of my strength workouts. That. Um, So we have those two are going to be our main hub programs that are going to be launching. The action sports, the specific like general program will be an ongoing program through Wattify that people can log into and get involved in at any time. The snowboard prep program is going to be an eight week, like PDF purchase, one time purchase. Here's your program. Here's all the videos and everything like that. And then we're going to really start pushing our seminars for the coaching preparatory stuff, which ultimately has, it has nothing to do with movements When people talk, think about improving coaches, a lot of times we think about technique and, oh, I've got to learn how to periodize better, how to program better. That's great. And that is important. Knowing how to properly teach a squad is important. But knowing how to deliver that message is even more important. You know, I always give the example of our parents. We all usually have one parent that if they both, like, like, you know, like say you, you don't like what your mom tells you, but she gives a message to your dad, and he tells you, and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Coaching is the same way. You have to learn how to deliver to people. We just don't have the option always of giving it to another coach to deliver. So, you know, five plus five to you equals 10 when seven plus three equals 10 to me. How are people going to learn that? Um, you know, like I'm am a I'm a person with a ton of reading, like learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic. Like I have. You know, you can't be really good looking and really smart. It just wouldn't be fair. Um, so I don't know what happened or either of those. But so, like, I have a really – things are really weird on how I learn. Sometimes you just got to be able to figure that out. We, we've, my wife's actually been really a huge factor in teaching me that, and that's what she did for a long time in the snowboard industry, was teach coaches and trainers and certify them. And so we're taking it to a generalized overall learning. We've actually even been working with a couple of teachers about that. Who are like, Man, I just don't feel like any kids or like these two kids they still get me. And we're like, Well, do you ever try to change up what you're doing or how you're presenting it? And they're like, No.
0: So would these seminars be geared towards um, coaches of action sports or strength and conditioning coaches of action sports athletes?
1: Those the coaching seminars are literally like It is, like I said, we've had, we've been talking to teachers, strength coaches, um, the technique coaches for the actual sports. They'll all, anyone who is working with presenting a message to someone can really benefit from. And biggest thing is during the seminars themselves, we really hit on the, the five, some people vary, but three to five learning styles that are predominant there and how to actually engage people in those. Um, and how to break them down.
0: Killer. So uh, at the at the time of recording this, we're ab- about four weeks out from the launch of your new website, which uh, that URL will be what?
1: SisuStrong.com.
0: Killer. And I'm sure that all that information is there. You've got Instagram. You've got Facebook. And how is that podcast coming along?
1: It's good. I, you know, we had our first one. Uh, so they'll they'll launch on iTunes every Thursday. The first one's up there. Uh, somebody was listening to the last one and was like, Hey, make no, like this was literally somebody I've known for like 15 years. They're like, you didn't tell me anything about you. And I was like, Oh, so my wife and I sat down, I got her a little tipsy on Saturday night. And, uh, we actually got to sit out and record or Friday night and sit out and record it. Um, on the patio, which was cool. Cause it got down to like 30 degrees. So we got to be in beanies and everything. Uh, with the sunset and up here in Park City, which is just ugly, <laughs> um, but uh, so we actually did kind of like this, um, just a little bit more in depth view of of me and her and how we got here, and and one of the big things we talked about was everybody's like, oh man, you got what, what you guys like win the lottery or trust fund I'm like, man, no, I was like, every night we sit down and have like a budgeting meeting, <laughs> you know? I'm like, right. we we took a big risk. You know, and a lot of savings to, to do this and to make this move. And so it's kind of luckily we have the RV because if all else fails, we'll just move back in the RV, yep. put the two horses in, the dirt bikes, the kid, the dogs. And, um, but so we talk about that, and that'll be launching Thursday. It's just kind of an intro to my wife who, I mean, you know, you understand that there's always a very strong woman behind anything good that a dude's ever
0: done. Absolutely, and, 100%. Uh, and so the name of that podcast is uh, Sisu Strong as well, correct? Yes. All right, yeah. killer. Well, uh, we'll definitely check it out. Uh, I'll link to all of these things in the show notes on the site to make sure that everybody has access to everything that you're doing. And uh, October 4th just seems like a big date for you, Deacon. And uh, we'll be uh, looking, looking out for the, all the awesome stuff to come.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping, like, I don't have to actually do anything that day because I'm actually flying a red-eye flight to an event that we're sponsoring in North Carolina, and then I'll be back the next day. So, like, that more that <laughs> red-eye flight back in, so I'm like, that's the launch thing. Like, that doesn't entail me doing anything,
0: right? Right, right. Like,
1: that's all, it's all going to be online. Okay, good. I don't have to be anywhere.
0: <laughs> so, killer. So, Deacon, before we go, I just want to um, see if there's any last little thing that you'd like to give – to the gym owners out there that are listening to this, any, any piece of advice or any action step that you feel like they can go on and take today in their business, or maybe this month, just one or two small little things that you've learned along the way that you could pass on to someone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, another big reason that we're doing what we are is because I always had in my head what, you know, I always look at, like, the those movies that have the Karate Kid or whatever. They're like, I'll do whatever you tell me to do as long as you, like, give me your all. Um, and, you know, you know, I've always looked at, had the opportunity to have coaches. I was like, look, I'll do whatever you tell me to do as long as, you know, you help. And that's how we've really changed and looked at this business is what we're trying to do now is I want to, everything that I ever wanted from a coach, we have it, like I have it typed out and that's what I want to be for, for these athletes that we're getting the chance to be involved in. And a lot of them I'm seeking them out. And, you know, ones that I've seen that are kind of like on the cusp and be like, Hey, this is what I can offer you. This is what we need. Sometimes all they need is someone to say, I believe that you can do that. So in the gym, even though it's not like necessarily a competitive athlete, approach it all with that attitude of if I walked into the gym and a coach came up and was like, You're, you're it, you're it, let's do this. And created that what Vail Resorts has a slogan of they're creating the experience of a lifetime. And that's our kind of Baseline message for our coaching and seminars is create that experience of a lifetime. When someone walks in your door, what would you want to feel good? You hear it all the time, especially in CrossFit gyms, people are like, man, I got to get in shape first to go there. Or, I was so scared to go there. And then they walk into one and they're just there and looking around, freaked out, and nobody talks to them you know, I've been in probably 70 different CrossFit gyms and I'd say 20 of them were experiences that I was like, I want to make sure someone goes there. Killer. So, you know, that's a creative experience of a lifetime that you want. And then your clients will want to share that too.
0: Awesome. I think that's a great word Deacon. And, uh, Yeah, like I said, I'll link to everything that we've talked about um, in today's episode. Look for the launch of the new website, sisustrong.com, Instagram, Facebook, uh, the podcast, Sisu Strong. Like I said, Deacon, you will love to listen to him. So if you're listening to this podcast, this would be a great podcast for you to listen to as well. Um, Your YouTube channel, I've watched a couple of your videos uh and you're and deacon's a funny guy so not only does he bring in some uh knowledge but he's he's also very entertaining to say the least so we appreciate you being on the show deacon
1: thanks for having me man yeah i was surprised. my wife was terrified about getting on a podcast she thought i was gonna really like punk her out and like and, like tell some like really horrible stories she was like i don't want to do that i was like are you serious and then finally after she's like uh, you were, you were
0: welcome. Hey, <laughs> yeah, good for you. All right, well, Deacon, take care, man. Thanks so much.
1: Hey, Matt, thank you, bro. Thanks for
0: listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.